0: Oh, hi. You've stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. And if this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad and let's figure this crap out together right here at Beauty Reform School. Well hello, I hope you all had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. I hope you grilled, I hope you saw your friends, I hope you kicked back and put your feet up. By the time you're hearing this, I will have already worked a full Labor Day weekend. I was lucky enough to have off what would be, what you would hear as today. So this episode is particularly delicate because we will be talking about entering the belly of the beast where all the retail grunts like me live and work. It's a sensitive topic because as we know, I still work for the man. So I have to be very particular as to what I say, but I think that we can manage Because this episode is specifically designed to talk about how to prepare yourself before you go shopping in big beauty. With all the lights and the colors and the people. I know it can be very overwhelming for a lot of people. So, have a seat. Buckle up. And welcome to episode 8 A Beauty Reform School. So, by the time you get this, by the time you're listening to this, I will have already worked all weekend for Labor Day weekend. And that's usually a busy time. Everyone is starting to get ready to go back to school if they haven't already. People are going back to college. People are getting out of vacation mode and back into the work week well, their usual work week, not taking off as much time, and now they're really knuckling down to get things done because I know a lot of you don't want to think of it this way, but we only have about 60 or so, 60 days or less till Halloween. My favorite holiday. But aside from the Halloween thing, we all know that Halloween is the low-key kickoff of the holiday season because as soon as Halloween is over, we are getting ready for Thanksgiving, and then that leads us right into Christmas without a moment to breathe, and it happens so fast. So right now, we're getting ready for school, then on to Halloween, and then it's just full speed ahead. And Next thing you know, it's going to be... Friggin' January. We're going to be starting this all over again. Um, This year has had so many things happen and I'm actually looking forward to next year only because, if only for nothing else, for the fact that this year was so crazy and there were so many horrible things that happened in this year that I'm hoping it was just one of those years that everything just hits you at once and then we can get some breathing space in next year. I'm really hoping that's the case. I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to really get into it too much, but I really, really hope that that's the case. Having said all that, back to the initial uh, fact at hand or the topic at hand, and that is retail. So I'm sure that you a lot of you do shop at specialty stores and things like that, and some of you love it, enjoy it, some of you feel incredibly intimidated. I have a lot of friends and a lot of people who have spoken to me and told me, hey, uh, I can't go in those kind of stores. Those stores drive me crazy, those stores are intimidating, I don't know what to do. The, 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 pe- the salespeople act like they don't want to help me, or the salespeople act, like they don't want to deal with me. Some people are upset because they feel like they're being watched all the time cuz like, hey, they treat me like I'm going to steal something. We're going to debunk some of this today. Um again, like I said, delicate topic because again, I'm the retail grunt. I work for the man, so I have to be very mindful of the things I say. But I think that we can talk about this in a way that we can get around the technicalities and just give you some helpful tips when you're going into the store. And I think that that just boils down to knowing, not necessarily knowing what you want, because that's not always a realistic goal. Sometimes you have no idea what you want, but you need to practice full transparency when you're going in the store saying I'm new to this, I don't know what I want, um, is a great start. Because if you say that, that puts your salesperson in the mind to know how to help you. Um, It's also important not to argue with your salesperson. So if you go in and say, hey, I don't really know what I want. And then they say, well, why don't we try this? And you go, oh, I don't like that. Think about that for a minute. Let's pause it and think about it for a minute. So clearly you do know some things. When you say, I don't know, that's not entirely true. It's time for you to start thinking about the things you like, the things you don't like, things you've had bad experiences with, things that you've had good experiences with, and all that information you need to share with your salesperson. So, for example, if you say, Hey, I'm really new to this. I don't know a lot. I tried one foundation before and it was fill in the, bl- the blank brand. I found it to be kind of heavy and I don't, I found out I really don't like my foundation to be that heavy. Do you have something that has coverage but doesn't feel as thick or as heavy as that? That's a great way to talk to your retail person because that will give them an idea what to recommend to you, and what to help. And also, allow them to show you some things because you might have some preconceived notions of things you don't like, but based off of their experiences and their knowledge, they might be able to show you a better way to use it. Perhaps the technique is wrong. Perhaps the tools you're using to apply it is wrong. So give them an opportunity to say, and then weigh it at the end. If after you've allowed them to try it, or explain it, and you still don't think it's for you, you can say that. You're not gonna hurt their feelings. They didn't sit up at home and build this foundation overnight in their kitchen. They're just trying to help. So remember, you're not at war with your salesperson. You two are joining forces to solve a puzzle. And if you work together and if you give them a little leeway and have them give you a little bit, then maybe you can solve the problem after all. Here's a couple of terms that might help you as well. If you're asking for a foundation and your salesperson asks you how much coverage do you want, that means how much do you want of your skin to show through for example sheer coverage is like a pair of pantyhose you know how they use the term sheer a lot for pantyhose sheer means you can see most of your legs through the pantyhose medium coverage means you can see a little bit so that's that's kind of like a pair of tights so you can see through it a little bit but not that much And a pair of jeans, you can't see through them at all. So you got your sheer, your medium, and your full coverage. You got your pantyhose, you have your tights, and you have your jeans. So when someone asks you, how much coverage do you want? That's a good indicator of what that means. And if you might not have an answer right now, maybe you don't know how much, but maybe, I always like to start in the middle. I always want to start with a medium coverage to see how that is and if that's too heavy then I can move to sheer or if that's not quite enough then I can move to full and bear in mind like I was telling you before you can always add a little concealer on a medium or a sheer coverage to get coverage in places that you want it. Maybe you don't want all of that coverage all over your entire face. Maybe you just need a little bit of extra coverage here and there. Maybe you have some spots. Maybe you have some redness. Maybe you have some uneven texture that you're trying to hide. Then in that case, concealer can be your friend. So you might still be able to do well with a medium coverage foundation with no problem. That's something to think about. Food for thought. And the same goes for when they ask you about concealer. Sometimes you might only need a medium coverage concealer. Maybe you don't need a super full coverage concealer. Also, there's other things. When they ask you about foundation, know, like I said to you before, all of it is pigment. BB creams, cream, powder, liquid, mousse. All of those kind of foundations are still foundation. They're still paint. Please forgive me. I just had a coughing fit. I don't know what that was about. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. It's all paint. It's all pigment. So you're not getting away with anything or fooling anyone, Not especially not yourself, by thinking that if you get something sheer it's suddenly not paint it's suddenly not something that you are as that you have as much responsibility to remove or worry about you're going to have to treat them all the same when it comes to the removal of it and the maintenance of your skin so really focus on what you want it to do and how you want it to look. If you're trying to wear something so that you're completely even, if you wanna wear something so it looks like you have absolutely no flaws on your face, then that's gonna require a fuller coverage foundation. If it's not about that and you just want a little bit of evenness and you want your skin to appear slightly smoother and just have kind of a sheer uh, coverage on top of everything to just blur things out a little bit, then sheer is great for that. And if your skin is not really blotchy and is not really uneven, then sheer is wonderful for that as well. So that just means that you need to sit down and think a little bit about what kinds of coverage we're talking about here and what you want. A lot of times when you look at... Uh, I know I talk about Instagram all the time, but again, old lady, I don't get on the old snappity chat and I don't get on all the other things. Um, but when I see a lot of social media and influencer makeup, it tends to be a lot heavier. It's a lot of coverage and it looks beautiful because they're under all these beautiful makeup lights and they've edited it and they've filtered it. And it's important for you to remember that that is not everyday realism. Okay. That's not everyday realism. It's not going to be something that when you see someone in the, in the bold, unforgiving light of day, that is not how it's going to look. It's going to look a lot heavier than that. So keep that in mind. If that's not a look that you're into, then perhaps that kind of formula is not right for you. It's not to say that that's right or wrong, but I have seen a lot of people go into a little mild shock when they see a full coverage foundation on their skin. It's not what they were expecting. It's a lot heavier than they have in mind. The kind of person that you are comes into play when you're making a decision about your foundation. Now again, I use one formula for myself when I'm just trying to throw something on real quick and go out for the day. I use another kind when I'm working and I use another kind when I'm doing an event where I'm going to be under some sort of special lighting and I'm going to be wearing it for hours and hours and hours on end. I wear the fullest coverage when I'm in that scenario because I'm trying to look as flawless as possible because I know that I'm taking a lot of pictures. I know that someone might be recording on their phone and I want to know, I want to go in with a confidence knowing that no matter what angle I get caught at and no matter who's filming it and how good or or how bad their phone is, I want to know that I look smooth and beautiful and presentable. If we're talking about just a trip running errands in the city then a little bit is fine I don't mind Oftentimes I don't tend to put makeup on to go run errands but if it's a certain situation where I might be going somewhere after I want to be prepared for all contingencies then I like to put on a little something you know There used to be a time where I would not leave the house without my brows done. That was just a thing that I was not, not, not gonna do. And I still love to have my brows done to be quite honest, but sometimes time is a factor and I don't do it. So these are some questions I want you to start thinking about before you go into the store to make a purchase. Um, Because when, I know it's overwhelming when your salesperson starts asking you a barrage of questions, but those questions are to solve the riddles so that they can best help you. And if you just say, I don't know, with nothing else, remember, these people don't know you. They don't know you. If you start to build rapport with them and you see them on a regular basis and you come in a couple times a month and they begin to recognize your face and they recall some of your conversations, it'll become easier as you go. But when you first walk in and someone asks you a question and you just shrug and look at them blankly like they're supposed to pull out their crystal ball, that's not going to go well, my friend. It's your responsibility. You're a grown-up. It's your responsibility to be able to communicate and convey what you want, what you need. And most of all, if you have a question, pretty, pretty please ask it. Ask the question. Don't be embarrassed. You can come in and say, you know what, Babette, I don't know. Can you help me? I saw this foundation and it looks so pretty. Let's pause that. Where did you see it? Did you bring a picture of it? Can I see it? Even if you don't know what brand it is, if you show me the picture of the person, then I can at least surmise how much coverage that is, what products were used, and then I can show you things that you can purchase to help you replicate that. But i can't read your mind so you have to tell me food for thought another important thing is when you have products that you're coming in to replenish or replace it's important that you make a log of what you have as a matter of fact before you even get to the point where you've hit pan Or you've emptied everything out and it's all dusty and the painting is worn off of the product and the printing is worn off and you don't remember what it was called or where you got it. When you first get it, take a picture of it when it's all pristine and beautiful so that you can show that. Save it in your phone so you can show it to your salesperson and say, I need to replace this. And they'll tell you either we don't carry that here or we don't carry it anymore if they if a product that you have has been discontinued and they don't carry it anymore, your next question is to them, can you recommend something that's like it? They can't get it for you. Just know that. They can't get it for you. If it's discontinued and the store doesn't carry it anymore, they can't get it for you. Your next recourse is to call, not call, but... not Now I'm showing my age, but you can email or go on the website of the actual brand themselves, not the store that carries it, but the brand themselves and ask them about the product. Perhaps they still have some that they're able to sell you. But just remember that if they tell you in the store that they don't have it, they just don't have it. They just don't have it. They just don't have it. it. Have a backup it's like when i go to the bar tequila number one choice if they don't carry tequila jack and ginger that's my backup always have a backup is the moral of the story and always take records of what you buy and what you use especially your favorites because The beauty business is such that things can get get discontinued all the time. You could go and buy something that you love and two months later you could come back and it could be completely gone. It's replaced with another product that you don't know what the heck that is. So have a backup for everything. Have a backup foundation. Have a backup favorite blush. Have a backup favorite highlighter. Have a backup liner. Because you just never know. And if you have the extra coins, always buy yourself an extra. Not every time, but it's good to, if you have a couple extra dollars, buy a second one. If you love something. The minute I know I love a product, I buy an extra. Just in case. And I don't open it. I keep it sealed so I don't start the clock on it. I save it. Because you just never know. You just never know when that's going to run out. You've got to be prepared for it. Because that is the way of the beauty biz. And my friend, that is the way of the world. If you go into the grocery store, they've changed something. If you go to a store that you still love, half the stores that I loved growing up don't exist anymore. They're gone forever. And I've had to re- assimilate myself umpteen times and it has been incredibly frustrating. I live in fear that some of my favorite things are going to get discontinued. Some of my favorite cereals have bit the dust. Some of my favorite products, just everyday household products are gone. I had to replace those. It is an uphill battle daily. And when it comes to beauty products, I guess it's super stressful because you're like, hey, this lipstick made me feel like I can own the world and you don't make it anymore. I searched all over to find the perfect color and now it's gone. What do I do? What do I do? But just remember one thing that's very, very, very important and I cannot stress this enough. It is not the retail grunt's fault. Tisn't. They just work there. They want to help. But they can't produce products out of thin air. So remember, y'all are a team when you go in there. You have to give them all the information that they need to find you the right product so you can walk out and be fabulous. And they want that for you, as long as you're not being a jerk about it. Another important thing that I want to make sure that we include in this episode is no matter what happens when you go into big beauty, it's important that you speak up for yourself. You must be your own advocate. If you need something specific, ask for it. Do not expect anyone to read your mind. And this is a very important thing, not just with shopping, but with life. We don't all think the same. One of the biggest problems that I've run into in my life has been expecting people to behave the way that I think that they should behave. That's the same problems I've run in in reverse. I've had Friendships break up. I've had relationships die all because the other person was expecting the other to behave the way that they thought that they should. I've been guilty of it and I've been a victim of it as well. It's not about what the other person is supposed to do or should do. You're in there to get your products and to get the information that you need so ask for it and don't be don't be a don't be shy don't be afraid to ask for what you need like with this and with everything in life if you don't ask for what you need the odds are you probably will not get it so make sure that you're able to communicate those things and if it's a situation where you feel vulnerable or you feel like you don't know enough or you feel like you're not worthy I have already given you your key to the city and told you you alone just for being here on this planet are eligible you deserve to be treated well you deserve those things and if you find yourself in a situation where you're just not gelling or clicking with the person that's helping you thank them And go find someone else. Because the goal, the key, is to get what you need. Okay? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that is how you're going to get what you need. If your situation is completely horrid, that's another story. But if you're just feeling a little uncomfortable and a little awkward and you're not feeling like you can talk to that person or you're not feeling completely comfortable with that person, then just thank them and go find another person. It doesn't mean you have to ruin your entire experience. So that's important, which just parlays into our metaphor of the day, which is... When you're running into people, which you will have a tendency the moment you step out of your door, you will run into people. Um, it's important to set a goal for yourself before you step out of the door. Set your intentions for what you want your day to be and go after that. If someone is not willing to participate in what you're hoping for or what you're what you'd like them to give you, you have two options. You can either request what you want or you can thank them and you can move on to the next person or move on to the next situation. You are not required to sit there and be uncomfortable. You're not required to sit there and feel belittled or attacked or made to feel less than. You have your jobs and things that you have to do for your day. And if someone is making you feel bad about yourself, it's time to go, my loves. Nobody has time for that. Just thank them and go. It will blow their mind that you said thank you so much for your time and you walked away rather than engaging in a waste of time and anger and toxic behavior and horridness no one needs that least of all you because you're special and you deserve to have a good day you deserve to not be in pain emotionally or mentally you deserve to go out there and do what you want and if you're going out there to go acquire some beauty products or some beauty knowledge You should be able to do that happily and don't ever feel like, oh, gosh, I'll never get the answers because you got us. You can write us. You can ask us questions, too. You can go to another store. If you live in a town where they don't have a lot of places for you to shop, you can always ask us. We're here to help. So I hope that helps. And I hope you do not forget that. And if you have to remind yourself every single day that you are eligible and you are worthwhile, then do so. If you need to listen to this section of the podcast that tells you you're eligible, mark it and play it for yourself every single day if you have to. Because yes, I'm here officially telling you you are eligible And you are worthwhile. You deserve to feel beautiful. You deserve to get the knowledge that you need and the skills that you need to accomplish that. You don't have to sit on the sidelines and look at other people who you think are beautiful and be frustrated that you can't achieve that. You don't need to do that. You're equipping yourself, just by listening to this podcast, you're equipping yourself with the skills to be that for yourself. And I'm proud of you for it. I named this podcast Beauty Reform School because I wanted to get all of the people who feel like they flunked out of the beauty game. I wanted people to not feel like they weren't good enough or new enough to learn about beauty to come here. I wanted to create a safe space for all of us to learn and to grow. This is supposed to be the place where you don't have to know a lot to come and learn. This is the place where you don't have to be embarrassed if you don't understand something. This is the place where you can feel safe to open up to yourself and start to explore and discover how you wanna look, how you wanna feel, and how to go about doing those things. Beauty is a very outside thing. It's very topical, but it does go deep it does go deep because it begins on the inside and I know that sounds like a cliche and it sounds a little tacky but it's 100% true and the more you start asking yourself these questions the more you get to loving on yourself and that beauty I assure you will ooze from your pores and through your skin and you will glow with a sense of self And that is my goal. And that is my mission statement for Beauty Reform School. And pencils down, because class is dismissed, and I'll see you next week.